0: Do you know what time it is? It's time for the special Halloween edition of the Danger Hour. <laughs> That's right. Come with me and you'll be in a world of your damnation. <laughs> you are now believing the safety of your home, vehicle, or cubicle, whatever place you're listening to this, and you will enter a dark audio adventure through the haunted Podcast Forest. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's so evil and, and unsettling. Okay, I I have a confession to make. This is not really technically a Halloween edition. It is November 2nd, and James really dropped the ball on this one. So if you think about his incompetence and procrastination, I guess this episode is quite scary. (laughs) Oh God. And now without further ado, here's the Halloween edition of the Danger Hour. (laughs) <laughs> oh.
1: Hey everybody i apologize that creepy dude is right i totally dropped the ball on this one every year i look forward to the halloween edition and the last couple years i've really blown it halloween is my favorite time of year it is uh right around the time of my birthday Hashtag Scorpio. And you know what they say about Scorpios? We are intense, passionate lovers. But, uh, don't get on our bad side. Because we've got a very powerful sting.
0: Why don't you come and sting me, James? Sting me real good. Oh, Jesus.
1: Why do you always got to cross the line? I
0: I don't know, James. I'm just just in a stinging mood.
1: (laughs) Well, stop saying stinging. You're creeping me out. Well, isn't this the perfect time of year to creep you out, James? Yeah, but not like that. I mean... Put on a mask or something. And then I can touch you. No, forget it. (laughs) Forget it. All right. This is the danger hour. I guess the uh, Halloween edition. I'm just going to kind of try to force it. (laughs) I'm going to try to. You know what? I got some tales to tell. And they're real life tales involving me. And they are quite scary. So as a Halloween edition, I'm just going to uh, tell them in a scary way. That's all. How's that work? Pretty lame, James. All right, well, uh, we're just going to do it anyway, so how about that? It's my show, so shut up. And here we go. It happened October 28th, 2018. It was a Sunday night. We had hope. We had dreams. We thought it would all work out in the end. But to our surprise and dismay... It did not. The night ended with utter disappointment, shame, fear, and other terrible adjectives. Because that night, the Dodgers lost game five and lost the World Series.
0: Ah! (laughs) Fucking Dodgers blew it, man. Two years in a row, they lost the fucking World Series. They got all the way to the big show and they fucking blew it, man. They blew it.
1: Pretty scary if you're if you're a Dodger fan. If you're not, then uh, I guess it's not so scary at all, is it? But uh... <laughs> yeah, this is how the this is pretty much how the show is gonna go for the whole thing. Okay, so uh, just just prepare for this. The Dodgers blew it. Oh God. The Red Sox were a better team, I'll have to admit. If you ask some Dodger fans, no, they weren't. We just didn't utilize all the things we needed to utilize in order to come... All right, just listen. They were a better team. I'm fucking surprised the Dodgers even got to the World Series the way they've been playing. That team can look like a bunch of killers. And the next game, look like a Little League team making a bunch of stupid mistakes that only Little League teams should make.
0: This is a professional level organization. We shouldn't be making these, 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 these childish errors
1: and so forth. All right, so yeah, let me. I just got that off my chest. I was just uh, really upset by that fucking team. All right, I got one more baseball related story, real quick. So one day, uh oh. <clears throat>
0: one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit have been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So can't be
1: bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiate with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day I decided to take my son to practice batting at a batting cage. I also happened to buy a new softball bat from a cholo on offer up, And I wanted to practice with my new bat. So I decided... Why not kill two birds with one stone? We can both get our practice in, and I know the place has both baseball and softball batting cages. Now, he'd never previously been to this place to have batting cage practice, but I thought, what the hell? Shouldn't be an issue, until we got there, and I realized the baseball batting cage was a little too fast for him as an eight-year-old boy, Put the quarters in anyway, and my dismay, The balls came a little too fast. Daddy, I can't hit the balls, he said repeatedly. He swung and he missed, and he swung and he missed. Daddy, it's too fast, he said. I I can't hit the balls. I encouraged him to keep trying, but he just couldn't hit the balls. He quit after the session was over but I went into the softball cage and proceeded to have a great at bat with my new softball bat. I was happy I met with the Cholo and bought that bat off of him, but my son was still unhappy. I decided to use my last dollar in the batting cage with Major League Baseball speed. After I put my quarters in the machine and pressed the button, the light came on and the machine began. I got in my stance and really Stared at the hole where the ball was going to come out. And then the pitch came. (laughs) And I never saw the ball leave the hole. I just heard it hit the backstop. (laughs) Damn, that shit came out fast. I never saw it. I never saw the ball come out of the throwing ball machine thing. It just hit the rubber backstop behind me. And I was like, holy shit. I have a whole new respect for Major League Baseball players now. That's insane. So, you know, we have like 20 pitches um, for each little session you put the quarters in for. And uh, like the first four or five, never even saw them come out. I never saw hardly any of them come out. By like six or seven, I maybe saw a split second. But at one point, I just said, fuck it. I'm not going to hit these balls unless I just time it. So I'm just looking at the arm of the machine, and I'm just trying to time when it releases and when the ball is right in front of me. I probably got about four or five hits, but I never even saw the ball. I just timed it and hit it. Fucking crazy. And uh, he felt a little better seeing his old man. Well, he felt a little better for two reasons, because he saw me actually miss a bunch of them because they were so fast, so he didn't feel so bad. And, uh, and then he also felt like, oh man, he hit Major League Baseball speed. And I got to admit, I felt the same way. I was pretty goddamn proud of myself. I hit like four or five out of 20, but hey, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Speaking of activities with my son, I decided to get back into hiking maybe a couple months ago. And I decided, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go and I'm going to do it. So if you think about it too much, it's easy to talk yourself out of it. So after work, uh, this one day, I just was like, you know what? I'm going. Then I asked my son if he wanted to come along, and he agreed. And so we went. We pulled up to the trail, trailhead entrance. And there was a brand new sign saying, trail hours, sunrise to sunset. Gates will be locked at sunset and I thought, ha, yeah, right, they wouldn't lock people in here,
0: or would they?
1: We proceeded up the trail. It was a little later than I wanted to begin, but we continued on anyway. Throughout the trail, we only saw a couple of people, and I was imagining, hmm, I guess this uh, curfew really is enforced, because there's hardly anyone else out here, until about uh, halfway to the trail, I saw these two older women walking towards us in the opposite direction. At this part of the trail it was a little bit narrow so I decided to be a gentleman and I told my son we should step aside and let the old women pass. They walked by and gave a friendly nod, which I reciprocated. After the women passed, we stepped back on the trail. Out of the corner of my eye, I noticed something on the ground beside my son. Not two feet away my eyes locked down beside him it all happened so quickly and lying right beside him on the floor like I said not two feet away was a diamondback rattlesnake in the coiled up striking position dude a fucking snake was like within two feet and if you know anything about snakes.
0: I know about trouser snakes, James.
1: Oh, Jesus. Go away. If you know anything about snakes, they can uh, they can strike half the distance of their body. Now, this thing was about four feet.
0: I say it was four feet if it was an inch.
1: And uh, <laughs> my son was less than two feet away. So by my math skills, I'd say he was in the danger zone.
0: And could have been killed.
1: Now, this fucking snake was was coiling up and pulling his head back like he was gonna strike at him and I'm like, you know the old fucking rules about snakes, snake encounters. If you see one, you back away slowly and all that shit. I fucking grabbed him and yanked him away. (laughs) Just a reaction. I just, let's go! And I grabbed him and let's go, come on, come on, come on! And then my fucking heart was pounding through my chest for, I don't even know, the rest of the fucking hike. It was, oh man, it was so scary. I'd never been, and I was like, I wasn't far away. I was, Literally. Right next to him. I was also within striking distance, but he was closer. Oh, God, it was fucking scary. I've never been so close to a snake like that, a wild snake. You know what the moral of the story is?
0: Um, learn proper snake etiquette when you're hiking, James.
1: No, that's not it. The moral of the story is do not be polite when you're hiking. Let other people step aside. You just charge on forward like you're a badass. You let everyone else move and potentially get killed by a deadly rattlesnake. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, that's that. Jesus Christ, how fucking terrifying. I posted that on the Instagrams, and uh, a lot of people were like, nope, that's why I don't hike. <laughs> it's like, really? Is that why? It's not because it's fucking hard and you're lazy? <laughs> anyway, no, but I've been, I've been pretty fucking lazy myself. Oh, boy. All right, uh, let's, let's move on to something else. What, what other scary thing do I got? Oh, here we go. Every morning I have to work, I wake up at approximately 5.39 a.m. I walk through the dark hallway towards the kitchen and I fix myself some breakfast. And by fix myself breakfast, I mean I eat a banana. This particular morning, when I went to the fruit bowl to pick out my banana, I noticed that there was a bitten hole in one of them
0: that's right a fucking
1: rat oh god do i despise the idea of some vermin living inside the house
0: along with me and my family
1: i'm the only animal that should be in this place yeah dude uh this whole time i've lived here we have probably had just two encounters of uh, mice or rats. Now I know how they get in. I just haven't done anything about it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So every time I know that we have a mouse or a rat, this same fucking thing has happened. We have a fruit bowl out, and I'll come out and find a a piece of fruit with a little hole in it, or actually not a little hole, but you know, been it's been bitten on, and it always irritates the shit out of me and i feel gross and disgusted and each time like i said two times before i've put out a trap and got them really quickly and then never seen any evidence or heard anything ever again so this time i saw the fucking bitten banana and it grossed me out and uh you know i quickly that same day went to the store got some traps i got the glue traps which I think is a mistake, and I will tell you why. Because when you catch a rat or a mouse on a glue trap, you still got to deal with it. <laughs> it's still alive, and you got you to gotta take it out yourself. Now, throughout my lifetime, I've killed many a rat and mouse. I've had to, if you remember my bar stories, and this is pretty horrifying, which is why it's involved in the Halloween Halloween edition. Halloween edition. It's fucking uh, terrible having to kill something. I first killed one with a baseball bat. I thought, hey, I'm just going to smash it on the skull and make it, you know, just kill it easily and quickly, be done with it. And I'm lining up the bat over its head. It's like, come on, James, don't miss. Just a quick a quick little crack on the skull and it's over. And I fucking miss and I hit it on his shoulder and started squeaking and squealing. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> And then I hit it again on its head, but I didn't completely kill it. And so I turned this quick death into an agonizing, not too slow, but not too fast death either. Another time I caught a couple mice on the same trap and I had to drown them in a bucket of water. And you just see them looking up at you, gasping for life. And each bubble coming out of them is one more dagger to my heart. That wasn't fun.
0: Well, why do you have to look at him, James?
1: I don't know. You just it's like a car crash, you just can't look away. I don't know. So, this time I put the glue traps out. And I put one in the house and one in the garage because if you don't know, mice and rats love to hang out by water heaters because of the warmth. Even even heaters. So that's if if you have a, a problem with mice or rats, check those areas your heater and your water heater anyway so i put the traps out there one day the fucking trap was on the floor it had a bunch of fur on it and the thing got away i was like oh god i gotta step up my game so not only is there a possibility that they'll get off the trap which i've seen before in the bar i used to work at that had a field next to it with a shitload of mice i saw that happen before if they're big enough they can get off and so I'm like, all right, I got to step my game up. So I went to the store. If you go to the store, there's a whole five or six shelves full of rat and mice traps. There is the kind that you, they walk into and they get electrocuted, which I find don't really work too much. I've tried a bunch of them at that bar. There's the glue traps. There's the old style classic traps that uh, come down on their neck. Um, there's fucking sensors that give off signals that keep rats away. I don't know about any of this stuff. And so I just, you know what? I'm going to go classic. And I got this uh, Victor rat trap, rat and mice trap. But it's not the old wooden kind. It was the, It's like a plastic kind. And <laughs> it says on the box with like even faster death snap or whatever it's called. Death rail. What the hell is it called? Death bar. The thing that comes down and snaps their neck apparently. Now I use this thing and I put some peanut butter in it and I put it down by the water heater and I put one in the house by the fridge. Um, I got nothing for days, and I'm like, "What the fuck is the what's going on here?" And uh, I would hear little scratches from the from the attic. I'm like, "Oh God!" Oh God! Please get killed already! And one day, I started doing some research. I'm like, "I'm getting tired of this shit." Usually, we get them within a day or two, and it's over with. Nothing was happening, so I looked it up, and it turns out, boys and girls. That there are different kinds. Now, I never knew this. There are kinds that they call roof rats that primarily hang hang out in the attic. They don't really come down too much. But I guess this fucker happened to come down to eat some banana and went back up to the attic. I don't know. But they didn't seem to be coming down anymore. So I'm like, all right, fine. I put a trap up in the attic and I still kept one by the water heater. Like a day later, I find one caught by the water heater. I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't move this one. But it was caught by its leg. Because this, this trap has like that, that plate, the sensory plate, whatever. Or if it uh, touches that plate, that's, when, that's what releases that death bar. And so I guess it sort of flinched away, but it still got caught by its arm. So I had to get this thing and fucking drown. I had to drown another mouse. This was a big fucker, too. Looking at him, the bubbles coming out of his mouth and shit. Ugh. So I put the trap, I cleaned it all up, put some more bait on there. Peanut butter works fantastically. Put the trap back. A little while, a couple, maybe like a day or two later, I hear some scratching in the attic. And I was like, oh, God, I bet the trap got this other fucker. I go up there, it caught a big one in the attic. And I'm like, oh, yes. So there's two down. Got rid of that carcass, put the trap back up there. I proceeded to catch little, a two, oh, 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 whoa, whoa. Listen to this. One one day, I go in the garage and I smell the smell of death. If you know the smell of death, you'll never forget it. If you've ever caught, because I worked at that bar and I would catch dead rats all the time. And some days I'd be gone for days and I'd come and if you, the, the smell of death would be lingering. It's like, oh shit, I caught one for sure. Before I even looked at the trap, I knew it because of that stench. And I smelled that in the garage one day. And and I told my wife, I'm like, do you smell that? She's like, yes, I do. And then you just kind of sniff around, try to locate it. And it was a big fucking dead rat behind the uh, washing machine. I don't know how it got there. I don't know how it died. But uh, the good news is it was dead. So I got rid of that fucker. That's like three down. And then I caught one day in the attic, I caught two baby rats in the same trap. They were both going for the food and they both got their arms nailed. I'll take it back. One got nailed by his neck. The other one got nailed by his his arm. So I had to drown that motherfucker too. This kept happening over and over. You know what my final death count is? Nine! Nine dead rats! Can you believe that? In the last month, what I'm guessing is the two big fuckers had, a, had babies. And hopefully I wiped out their whole family. Oh, Jesus. How gross. Ugh. Yeah, there, there was two big ones and the rest were all small. Um, and, I, and Oh, man. The last one I caught was probably the most traumatic. Uh, <laughs> in the morning, I got up for breakfast again. I heard scratching right where the trap was in the attic. And I was like, all right. The fuckers in there. I'm just gonna wait it out because some of them get trapped by the neck, but it's like a weird way where their arm is also caught, so they don't die instantly. They're just kind of fucking. It's a slow, agonizing death, and so I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll take care of it when I uh when I come home from work because I was in a hurry, and so I leave. And then uh like <laughs> my son Jacob, there, I put a ladder up by their attic access so I can keep going up there and getting rid of them and resupplying the trap. And he'd go up there and check every morning. He just like, he liked doing it to see if we'd nabbed another one. And uh, my wife said that he went up there and the trap was gone. I'm like, what do you mean it's gone? And she's like, yeah, it's gone. Like, Did it fall down out of the attic into the garage? She goes, no. Oh, fuck. So I get home from work. I go up in the attic. And I'm, it's not an attic you can easily walk around in. And so I'm all like trying to, I'm surveying the whole thing. I'm walking around up there. I don't see a damn trace. I'm like, what the fuck? How did this happen? How did it just vanish? It couldn't have. It's got to be somewhere. And so I'm like, all right, there's some, there's some wood uh, plywood up there. And so there's a little tiny opening in one of the plywood uh, where the wood plywood was resting on top of the wood beams. I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure it didn't get in there, but I'll check anyway. It looked too small. That motherfucker's squeezing there because when I lifted that big piece of plywood with all the insulation on top, that fuzzy, looks like hamster bedding type shit, I hate that insulation by the way, I lift it up and there's minimal lighting, all I have, it's dark in the attic of course, and I have a headlamp on, the one I use for hiking at night, and I lift it up and when I look in there, you see the reflection of his beady fucking eyeballs staring at you, he looked like a zombie, like his face was missing, because it was missing! <laughs> That's right. The trap went on the end of his snout, right in front of his eyes, and slammed down on his mouth and his nose, and he was caught by his face! And he dragged the trap along with his face. Ah! He looked like a fucking zombie. Like, half his face was gone, but it was just hanging on by a thread. And I moved the wood so I can get to him, and he was trying to get away so bad that he was yanking on his own face, and it was like Slowly being stretched, ah, But his face was all open and exposed, and God, it was gross. And I had to get a shovel and put this guy out of his misery. And it's so—it's such an awkward positioning up there. I don't want to touch that trap. I didn't know if he'd get away, and ah, it just grosses me out. So I get the shovel. I'm trying my best to position to go right on his neck, so I can just get rid of him and make it quick. And but the angle of the attic—I don't have full. Uh, what do you call it? I don't have full leverage to really crank down on his neck. So I position it right over his neck. He's squirming around and I just start pushing down on his neck and the pressure fucking pops his eyeball out.
0: <laughs>
1: that was by far the worst one. And then, you know, his, his head was kind of severed and I had to get rid of that shit. So there you go, everybody. The month of October was me disposing of corpses. How fitting. Ah, but that was like you know the last one was probably over a week ago I haven't I haven't seen a trace or heard anything ever since so I'm pretty sure uh, I wiped out that whole family oh oh god (laughs) I'm so happy that's behind me and that well hopefully hopefully the rat family doesn't come back hopefully there's no more members up there planning their revenge All right, now let's move on to Halloween night. The children got their costumes on. Meanwhile, I slipped on some coveralls and black work boots. We got into the wife's car, and she proceeded to drive us over the hill to Whittier, California. The sun was already set. The streets were coming alive with... Halloween magic. There were costumes everywhere, many houses filled with Halloween decorations. The streets were all very poorly lit. Once we found a parking spot, I slipped on the mask, grabbed my knife, and exited the vehicle. The air was filled with electricity. I felt like I was finally come to life, but my light was just beginning. I now was the boogeyman. Oh, God. Oh, man. This was so fucking great. Uh, yeah, once again, I put on the Michael Myers costume. And I'm telling you, it's so much fun to really turn into a creep for two hours. <laughs> I'm in full character. Alright guys, try to picture your old pal, Jamesy e. Pooh here, wearing the full costume. And it looks pretty legit. Other people were dressed up as Michael Myers, but, you know, they get the cheaper mask. It just doesn't look right to me. Some of the people are maybe a little overweight. It just looks kind of comical. But uh, I gotta toot my own horn here. I think I look pretty fucking good. <laughs> I think I should even be nominated for an Academy Award with the performance that I put on. I'm in full character, okay? I'm talking like I'm channeling the boogeyman here, everybody. I walk around with my arms just straight down at my sides. Not a whole lot of movement with the arms. I stand behind trees, light posts, and I look at people and I stare at them and when they walk by, I slowly cock my head sideways and thing think the way he does it I never say a fucking word to nobody. People ask me for photos all the time. I don't say anything. I just stare at them. Some of them get too creeped out and they're thinking like, oh, okay. um
0: (laughs) Can we get a photo, please?
1: I just stare. Stare the whole time. And some of them, yeah, they just walk away because they're too creeped out. And other people just kind of like walk up and stand beside me. And then I hold my knife up like I'm going to stab him. And it's fucking great, dude. The people that get it love it. Some people, you can tell, are pretty creeped out. Other people are pretty disgusted. Like, what's your fucking problem, dude? But I love and I feed off all of it. It's so fun. It's so fun, dude. Just for a couple hours just to just to get into character and have a great time. And, uh, yeah, some people just, they laugh and they get into it. They get excited. Um. There's some people that legitimately get fucking terrified. You can see it on their face. And it's like I'm laughing inside so much. I can't show it, but inside I'm just fucking dying. (laughs) I love when the kids cry. It's such a rush. You might think I'm a dick, but I appreciate and love all of it. (laughs) It's Halloween, man. That's what it's all about. Give me some scares. Uh, giving some laughs, thrilling some people. Like some of the teenage girls, they just get so fucking like, you know, they, they're they having fun, but they're scared at the same time and they're screaming and shit. And then you know the ones you can fuck with, you know, you can see the ones that are, they're into it, but they're a little bit scared. If if it, they're really scared, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bully. It's all about having fun. But the ones you can tell are getting, like getting a rush from it. I just started calling, following them for a while. It's really fun um yeah I took a shitload of photos um and then the fucked up thing is my my wife her cousin who has kids and her husband they actually text my wife like oh where are you guys going we want to meet up with you because they got kids around the same age as my kids and they wind up showing up and I don't break character (laughs) so if there was anybody around if anyone was watching I couldn't, I couldn't say anything or, or do anything. But once there was no one around, i like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, man, you're really into this shit, huh? And they're just making fun of me. But uh, I couldn't, man, I couldn't break character. And then at one point, like, they were going to leave. Like, all right, we're taking off. And there was a crowd of people taking video and pictures of me. I couldn't break character and fuck it all up. So I just stared at him. He came out and, like, put his hand out to shake it. And I just stared at him. <laughs> he laughed and walked away. Uh, hopefully he got it, but uh, but it was fucking funny. But dude, it takes a lot. It takes a lot out of me to do it because, believe it or not, it's fucking hard to leave your arms down by your sides the whole time. They just get stiff and and uh, they start getting really painful in your shoulders. And it might sound stupid, but um, it's you know stupid to put yourself through that. But it's fucking fun. Um. So, yeah, next year, uh, I think I might be terrorizing a new neighborhood. Peterson invited me over to his neighborhood. Uh, Apparently, it goes off over there. And maybe I'll have to make an appearance next year. (laughs) I should make Peterson dress as someone else so we can both terrorize the neighborhood. Maybe some uh, Jason Voorhees action, Peterson. I'm looking at you, buddy. All right. So, that was that. The kids got a... It's so fun going up there, man. The the, the energy is so... Hi, there's so many people that are into it. The streets are flooded with people. It's so fun. Everyone's into it. And uh, yeah, the kids scored a shitload of candy. I've already eaten a lot of candy. But man, another Halloween in the books. Um, yeah, they have a blast. I have a blast. I even kind of feel like a dick at times because uh, I feel bad for my wife because they've got to wait there and wait for all the fucking, the hordes of people taking photos and wanting to pose with me and all that shit. I feel bad a little bit, like I'm holding them up. Then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. It's only once a year for a couple hours. Big deal. I want to have fun too. It's not just about the dumb kids. <laughs> and uh, I, told, I told my wife that after we were done. She's like, I don't care. She's like, you know, it's your thing. Do it. Have fun. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And it's funny because my son is like,
0: Daddy, you're famous. ha <laughs> ha.
1: I don't do it for the fame and adoration. On the contrary. Nah. There's no way I'm getting any, anything out of this. And what I mean by that is, you know, James isn't going up in lights. It's just uh, like a mutual thing. I'm having a blast just being a creep for one night. And these people are getting a thrill. And, uh, and you know, it's a Halloween ch- cheer getting spread around. So I personally am not getting any fame or notoriety about, out of this. It's just the exchange of Halloween magic. Aww. I
0: don't know, James. It sounds like you're really getting off on this. It sounds like it's really got to your head, Mr. Big Shot Celebrity.
1: Oh, God. See, small-minded people like you, that's how you think. I'm really giving something to the community, okay? And it's a, it's a selfless act. <laughs> Speaking of Peterson, oh boy. Speaking of Peterson, have I got an issue with him? Well, it's not really him. It's not his fault. Except, you know when someone puts an idea in your head and then it doesn't work out? Do you, do you blame that person? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> it all started one night. Peterson was posting about purchasing a new LEGO Voltron Special Edition. Now, I looked at this and it looked pretty fucking cool because. Voltron is cool. The product is $179. Features five buildable and poseable lions that can be transformed and combined to create the giant Voltron super robot. It stands over 15 inches tall and it includes a sword and a shield, each with silver colored elements that attach firmly to Voltron's hands. Now, when I saw this, I thought That's pretty fucking cool. Because as I mentioned earlier, Voltron is cool. Peterson also included some information that really tickled my fancy. He said people have gotten these early and are selling them for closer to $400. Now me, thinking of this as a get-rich-quick scheme, quickly joined the Lego newsletter and received a Voltron Lego special edition figure before release date and I put it out for sale at $350 Looking to make a substantial profit much like a person flipping a house But after all my work and all my enthusiasm It never sold Fucking Peterson Stupid get-rich-quick schemes. Now I'm stuck with this fucking thing that I've never even opened. <laughs> People tried to lowball me and give me a less than it costs in the store. Now I'm stuck with this goddamn thing. Unopened. And uh, I blew $180 for nothing. I'm still not going to budge, though. I'm going to try to get at least my money back. Because a part of me has thought, you should just open it and build it. It's cool. Because it's Voltron. <laughs> it is pretty impressive looking. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, dude, that's a lot of money. And I was just trying to earn some, fi- you know, make a dollar real quick. Or a hundred. Whatever it was. And boy, did that backfire on me. That's pretty scary, right? (laughs) Making an investment that didn't pan out. Ah! All right. Okay, uh, and the final story I'm going to share with you on this Halloween edition, if you can call it that, is by far the scariest story. Oh, boy. If you're a guy, it's going to leave you with utter horror. Unless you've already gone through it, then uh, you understand. But if you haven't, sheer and utter horror. As every man knows, your dick is the most important thing in your life. It's the most important part of your body. Hell, you can lose your legs or your arms in some kind of a freak accident. And it's fine. As long as your dick Is perfectly intact and nothing brings any harm to it. Being a man, your dick and balls are your most vulnerable parts. They must be under constant protection and surveillance. And you women will never understand what it's like to have this delicate yet immensely powerful appendage hanging from your body. You must constantly care for it and make sure that it's all right. You must treat it nicely and keep it clean and say nice things to it constantly so that it feels confident and looks its best and november 1st yesterday i had my most private of privates compromised (gasps) that's right because the night before on halloween i was dressed as michael myers Roaming the streets of Whittier, with a knife in my hand. Each person feeling threatened that I would cut and slice them at any moment. And the ironic part is, boys and girls, not 13 hours later, I was the one. No, my balls were the one being cut and sliced! That's right, boys and girls. Finally happened. Finally happened. My balls were under assault yesterday in the morning. It's still hard to talk about. I mean, it just happened. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. That's right. Your old pal, Jamesy Pooh, has been sterilized. That's right, it finally happened. After years of talk, consideration, fear, finally happened. You know what's funny? The wife has been bugging me. And by the way, I wasn't overreacting when it was the most scariest story of the night. I saved the best one for last. Oh God, the fear. From any man that anything sharp comes near their dick or balls. It is by far the worst fear that any man can ever have. Forget about your family, your woman, or your children getting hurt. That's, that's not a problem. Don't come near me, my balls I mean, or my peepee tails, with a sharp object. Ah! Uh, could you imagine going through life with no dick? There is no life. I'll tell you that much right now. What's the point? There is no point.
0: Are you going to keep answering your own questions, James?
1: Yes, I am. Yeah, dude, so the wife brought this up a long time ago.
0: You should, get, you should go and get fixed.
1: Like, I don't want to. Why don't you go do it?
0: It's, it's far more easier for the man to do it. You just go in there, and it's like snip, snip, and you're done. That's it.
1: I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's so easy.
0: Yeah, it is. For a girl, it's the whole process.
1: I'm like, you should have just got it done when you got your second baby.
0: Well, it, it happened so quickly. It wasn't time to think about it.
1: There was plenty of time. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's been talked about for a long time. She's, she's been requesting it quite a bit throughout the years. And then recently, uh, she made a big stink about it again. Will you just get that done already? Get, get, get it over
0: with. Blah, blah, blah. Our lives will be so much easier.
1: For various reasons, I'm sure you can understand. And so I was like, all right, Fuck. Maybe I should get it done, because she did promise certain benefits and perks, if I did, that I will not speak of. But uh, I finally went, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'll do it. I'm finally going to do it. I'll get it over with, and just do it. And so, guess what happens after that?
0: Oh, well... I was thinking we should have another baby.
1: Whoa. What? Breaking news, everybody. This just in. My wife is crazy. Yeah, dude. She, she started getting baby fever all over again. Because her sisters had, just had a baby. And her sister, other sisters want to have another baby.
0: And I just want to have... Babies with my sisters, and they can all grow up together. And I just, I want more kids because ours are growing up so fast, and they're gonna leave me lonely and sad. I'm like, well, I'll be here. I'm
1: still gonna be lonely and sad. <laughs> that sounds like a big fuck you to me if I ever heard one. Nah, no, she started. uh She went through like a small phase of like, oh, maybe we should have another one. And I said, you know what? I'm getting it done immediately. And so I scheduled the appointment to see a doctor. And I'll tell you this, I never had a doctor. I've never been to see a doctor uh, since I've had this job and had benefits and all that. I've never gone in. Every time I've gotten sick and gotten really sick, I just went to uh, urgent care. But I've never gone for a checkup and never gone for anything. So it was time for me to finally choose a doctor because the one they assigned me, if you don't pick one, they just assign one for you. And I looked up my card. I'm like, oh, who's my doctor? And it was some Asian name. Now look. Nothing against the Asians. I just don't want them taking care of me medically. (laughs) (laughs) And it's because I've been to urgent care and I've seen Asian doctors and the guys that I've seen have had heavy accents and uh, they're just like a... I feel like there's like some kind of a translation loss and I didn't like that idea. So yeah, call it uh, racist if you want, but I just wanted a straight up Jewish guy. That's it. Someone that... uh, Someone that really had to earn it. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. Uh, No, I just, they don't, it's over the phone. So they're reading off a list of names. And uh, it's pretty fucking weird because I'm like, oh yeah, I want to change my doctor. Okay, do you have a doctor in mind? I'm thinking like, no, how am I supposed to know who the doctors are? And she goes, okay, so uh, I'll just read you the names and you tell me what you want. And I'm thinking, this is going to be funny. Because as soon as I hear like a Jewish sounding name, that's the one I'm going to pick. And it literally came down to that. She's like, okay, so I have Dr. Chang, Dr. Chen, Dr. Chong, Dr. Deng, Dr. Hyang. And it kept going, right? I'm like, oh, God. And it was some, I don't remember, I don't remember the guy's name. It was like Dr. Schwartz. So I'm like, "Ah, uh, that one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Whatever one it was, like something like that, Stein or Schmitz or some shit. And uh, she's like, okay, uh, so here's your appointment. And I met with this dude, and I'm not fucking with you. This guy is like a stereotypical doctor you'd see on TV. He's got the comb over, he's got the glasses. You know, he walked in. Oh, hi. uh, Nice to meet you. Uh, This and this and that. Super fucking sweet guy. Really nice actually spent a lot of time with me it didn't seem like he was in a hurry at all i was very impressed because usually they just want to get in and get the hell out as soon as they can this guy spent actual fucking time he's like yeah i'd like to get to know my patient so uh you know tell me tell me about you tell me about your life and uh, your family and this and that And he's like taking notes and shit i'm like wow this guy actually gives a fuck <laughs> and so uh we we spoke for a long time and so there was this weird moment when the guy asked me if he wa- if I wanted him to give me <laughs> like a uh, testicle examination. And uh, he goes, you know, would you like me to do that now? Or uh, they'll probably do that when you uh, go in to see the urologist. I'm like, well, then I'll just I'll just wait till that time then. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, OK, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but other than that, very good experience. Uh, it was a little bit weird. Like, uh, yeah, go ahead and check me out, doc. Go ahead and get your hands in there. Might as well get it done twice. Just for good measure. <laughs> now, so I have my appointment on November 1st. And, uh, oh boy. Let me tell you this. My cousin Dominic. Who? He came from uh, Florida to go on a ManFest camping trip. And I picked him up. And we were driving back from the airport. And picking up some shit for the trip. And he was telling me he got fixed. And he was telling me his story about it because i told him that i was interested in doing it too because he's got a, a few girls i'm like hey man you trying for the boy he's like nah man i got fucking snipped i'm like no shit so he's telling me the whole story about his horror ex- horrifying experience he goes dude you fucking like i went in there i had my legs up on that on those stirrups he's like i saw them get a giant needle out and i go what he goes dude the biggest fucking needle i've ever seen and they shove it in in my balls and it hurts so bad. And I'm like, oh my God, it sounds terrible. He's like, yeah. And then after that, I saw them like cut it open. They get like a little hook and they pull out your, your uh, vas deferens and it's like a white little cable and they cut it and they clip and I'm like, geez, the whole thing sounds fucking barbaric, right? The way he's describing it. And like it's so painful and all this stuff. And it feels like you're kicking the balls for like three or four days. It's so fucking terrible. And he's giving me all this stuff in my head. I'm like thinking, oh, God, it's kind of psyching me out. I talked to this other guy. One time I had a tattoo artist. And whatever we were talking about whatever, and that came up somehow. And I'm like, so how was it, man? I've heard different stories. I'm like, what was your experience? He's like, man, honestly, it wasn't that bad. But it feels like you got kicked in the balls for like a week. I was like, hmm, well, that's not cool. (laughs) So I've always had that in my head about this whole process. And then I've had my cousin's story which sounds fucking terrible and so I was kind of like you know a little psyched out about it I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that gets all scared but just that was in the back of my head like oh Jesus this is gonna suck and so my experience was nothing like that so here's how it goes I showed up a little bit late and by late I mean I was on time my appointment was at 10:15. I'm signing it at 10:10, and uh the door opens in the waiting room and they call my name and I'm like, oh, I'm still up here sorting out uh, this information. And he's like, okay. And so everyone's in the waiting room. It's just kind of like now the attention's on me because they're waiting for me, like which I don't like. I don't like attention on myself unless I'm wearing a fucking mask carrying a knife. <laughs> and then uh, after I uh, make the little fucking copay and all that bullshit, they're walking me in. And the guy tells me because my wife's there too. She's in the waiting room the guy tells me in front of everybody in the waiting room would, would you like to say goodbye and i go goodbye no i'll see you later and people start laughing i think that was his attempt at joke a uh, humor to try to get me uh, in a you know an easygoing mood so he takes me in this room he puts taking my blood pressure in my ear and then without warning he shoves that ear thermometer into my ear and i was like fuck it scared me cuz he didn't even tell me oh i'm going to put this thermometer in your ear he just shoved it in And it takes like two seconds now. You know that in the old days. In the old days, they used to put something under your tongue. And you got to wait there until it beeped. And this thing goes in your ear. and goes, beep, beep, done. Uh, Like I said, I don't go to the doctor too much. So uh, this is all new to me. (laughs) And then uh, they take me out of that room. Okay, go ahead and uh, get changed. Take everything off except for your shoes and socks. Put the gowns on front and back. And uh, come back out here. All right, so I do that. I go in. They take me into what looks like a straight-up operating room because I did used to work in a hospital, so I know what those look like. <laughs> They've got the overhead light, the table, the the uh, the monitors, the beeps, all this shit going on. It looks full on. I was like, all right, here we go. It's happening. He tells me to lay on the table. I lay down. The guy just fucking flips up my gown. There's my dick all exposed. Now... Like I said earlier, it's very vulnerable as a man. Like, that's your most vulnerable spot. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be all spread eagle and my legs and stirrups. And I know you girls are thinking, big deal. We go through it all the time. Yeah? Well, not guys. So yeah, there. <sighs> yeah, I- I've been with my wife to uh, her appointments when she was pregnant. And them having to do all kinds of stuff. So... Yeah, I get it, dude. I know it's pretty fucking wild for a girl, especially because they got to go like inside and do things. That's pretty weird. But, uh, you know, guys are more dominant and powerful. So it means much more for us to be vulnerable than having our shit played with. <laughs> Send your hate mail to thedangeryahoo.com. I'll be expecting it. And uh, yeah, so he flips open my gown. And there I am. He's checking to see if I shaved like I should have. Oh, I didn't get into that. You're supposed to shave your shit down perfectly clean. I've never done this before. Now I've trimmed, now but I never full-on shaved down to nothing. And uh, yeah, you got to shave all your shit. And I was nervous because I don't like I said I don't want any blades near my balls, <laughs> uh, especially because it's not like a face. You know, you can shave uh, your face, and it's got you know for the most part. It's a smooth, hard surface, you know, it's not going to, you don't really have too much of a chance to cut yourself, but your balls are all manipulating and just floppy skin. So I was like, Jesus Christ, you can cut yourself pretty easily. So I did this and uh, got through it all. I didn't nick myself on my dick, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> a teeny tiny little piece, didn't really hurt, but I noticed I did it. I was like, oh man. So we, I go, I'm on the table, cut back to that. I did it the morning of two my wife was all mad at me. Why
0: did not you wait till last minute? You should have done this last night. I'm like, uh,
1: I don't know. Just wanted to do it and take a shower right away and then get out of here. So the guy flips up my gown, checks that I'm all shaved. Like, all right. And then he walks away and I'm thinking like, Dick, you just left me all exposed. So I cover myself back up because it's kind of chilly. And That's one of the things. If you're a guy, if you get cold, your balls shrink. Your balls are temperature controlled. The skin gets thicker and thinner as hot or as cold as you get. So when you get cold... Your dick looks really tiny. (laughs) Not that I'm trying to impress anyone in this procedure, but you might as well not look tiny at any time in your life, right? You want to look your best. So this is one of my little concerns. Like, oh man, I'm going to be cold and looking all shrinked up and tiny. Because it is a dramatic difference, women. If you're cold, dude, it all shrinks up to try to protect the uh, sperm cells from dying. When you're all warm and hot, your shit's all saggy and loose, and you look pretty fucking big and manly. And so here I am, out in the coldness, and I I cover myself. He comes back, and he uh, he undoes it. And he's like, all right, now I'm going to tape your penis out of the way. I was like, that made me chuckle in my head because I'm still a fucking child. And he uh, gets some tape, and he flips my dick up and then tapes it. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so humiliating. And uh, there I am. You know what? But I'm not... Uh, My legs are not in stirrups. I'm just laying on a table, which was pretty good. And then he goes, he comes back in. He's like, all right, are you allergic to this, uh, that sterilized orange liquid shit they have? And I go, "Uh, not that I know of. He's like, all right. He starts squirting it all over my balls. And he's like rubbing my balls. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And he's squirting it. And it's like running down the crack of my ass, going into my asshole, (laughs) which is never a good feeling. You don't want anything running down your asshole. Am I right?
0: Oh my God, James, what are you? what are you implying?
1: Oh, nothing. So then uh, after that, he walks away and he grabs this sheet and he puts it over my, uh, you know, there's like that hole cut out. So he covers everything and my balls are exposed. And then he puts the table with utensils above my chest. So I can't see anything. I'm laying back. The table with the utensils is like right over my chest. So I couldn't even see anything if I wanted to. They do this on purpose, I think, which is why I didn't have anything close to the experience my cousin had where he saw everything being done to him. I never saw anything. So, uh, but the problem at this point is my concern about being all shrunken and cold, everything on my body is covered except for my balls, which I can feel getting tighter because they're cold and chilly. (laughs) Because as you know, all fucking hospitals are kept cold. A sterile environment and that whole shit. Doctor comes in. He fucking like peeks over that tray and goes, "Hi, I'm Doctor So and So. Nice to meet you." And I'm thinking, "Dick, we're not meeting. <laughs> You're just glancing at me from behind this, this tray." I'm like, "Hi, how you doing?" And uh, he gets in there and he goes, "Okay, so we're gonna begin." And he's like, "You're gonna feel a prick and a burning sensation as I'm injecting the lidocaine." I like, "Okay," and I'm thinking, "This is the this is the part. This is the worst part, and this is the fucking needle." Uh, here we go, and I feel it, and yeah, it does, it does fucking hurt, and it's annoying. Yeah, you're like you're like, Ugh! cause, and I have my I have my arms on my chest the whole time, folded, like I was a fucking corpse. <laughs> Happy Halloween. And when it when he did that, when he shoved it in, um my fucking toes kind of flexed in my shoes. And I'm like, Ugh! and my legs kind of locked up, uh, which were all covered, so he didn't see anything. I didn't flinch or freak out. I just like I just clenched my muscles and my legs and my feet and then when he injected you could feel like this burning going into it's just weird it's just a weird sensation of like oh fuck and then uh he starts going to work and you don't really feel the rest instead unless it's just you know you can feel him like touching your balls and and manipulating stuff and grabbing things and you can feel him kind of like tugging on your balls a little bit but you can't feel nothing much after that just you can just feel movements you don't feel any pain And I'm just thinking at that point, I'm like, all right, this is a pretty fucking weird. And I'm just exposed and he's going to town on my balls and I'm laying here. And this is this whole experience is so bizarre. And uh, I'm also thinking, I hope he can, because I remember reading up on, uh, they make two incisions. I'm like, I hope that this guy is doing some kind of new radical treatment where he can get to both tubes with the same cut. But nope, that doesn't wind up being the case because he winds up going, all right, now I'm going to do the other side. I'm like, oh, fuck. Same thing, a pinch and a burning. That side hurt fucking more for whatever reason, but it was still similar. And then uh, he was going to town on that side. On my left side, because he was standing on my right, I think that's why, he was really fucking tugging on my ball. Oh, man, it was kind of painful. Just with the amount of pressure, because he was, it felt like if he was going to pull any harder, it was going to snap it. Like, that's how hard, like how much pressure he was putting on it. And then he was, you know, he did all that shit. He's like, all right, now I'm going to go ahead and stitch you up. And I uh, still didn't really feel much except for manipulation and pulling and tugging. And then you, but I can feel like the thread going through my balls. It was weird. But you couldn't really because it's numb. It's like this really strange sensation. And then he's like, all right, you're all done. He's like, oh, man, he's like, you did really great. And I'm thinking, oh, I was a good boy, right? And then uh, I was like, oh, I go, do, um, I go do a lot of guys freak out. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, some guys we can't even do it like this. We got to take him to the OR and they got to like knock him out to do the whole thing. It's like, oh wow. So uh, I felt a little proud of myself. I've always, I think I've always been pretty good when it comes to pain. Just kind of like, all right, let's get this shit over with. Just fucking do it. That's why I wasn't really nervous about it. And then uh, the doctor leaves. The other guy comes back in. He's like, all right. He goes, we're just gonna finish up here and then uh, you can get out, get dressed, and you're done. And so while he's doing his thing, I was like, hey, do any guys, you know, full on cry or anything? He goes, nah, he goes, they don't get to that point because they wind up just passing out. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. And see, I'm not lying when I'm telling you, ladies. This is uh, pretty traumatic for guys. So all your, all your vagina bullshit is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not even close to what we guys go through when it comes to pain. <clears throat> the danger error at yahoo.com. That's where uh, the hate mail will be sent, and uh, I look forward to reading it. <laughs> so after that, they send me, oh, oh. Don't let me uh don't let me skip over this part so he goes okay the guy uh, he goes oh, i'm gonna go ahead and uh, take the tape off now dude him pulling the tape off my dick was by far the worst part of this experience it fucking hurts so bad because my dick isn't numbed you know i can feel everything and you got a lot of nerves in your dick and it's taped over the sensitive part and so it's like ah and then i tell him i go oh I go, oh, this is the worst part of the whole thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, man. And he's kind of like, he's not even Yankee. He's doing it slowly. And it's like, oh, just fucking pull it. Finally comes off. And it's like, oh, thank God that shit's over. Put some gauze over my balls with some more tape. It sends me on my way. And then uh, I get some extra strength Tylenol, 500 milligrams per tablet. And I'm on my way. My wife drives me home. We stop at the... Well, first, I'm going to stop at the store to get some stuff. I want to make ebondigas soup. My wife makes some pretty good ebondigas. Maybe it's a fucking ironic thing that she wanted to make meatballs <laughs> the night or the day that I get my bisectomy, but that's what she had planned. So we go in the store and she's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not really feeling much right now, but uh, I'll take some, some Tylenol in a bit and uh, really, really spearhead this thing. And while we're walking in the store, I'm kind of walking slow. It feels like someone's just grabbing my balls and squeezing them. There's not really much pain. It's just like a tightness. And uh, I got to tell you all day yesterday, I wasn't in too much pain because the Tylenol really fucking helped. I'm not really in any pain today. It just feels like I said, like a little tightness. Uh, So all these guys are either pussies or wrong, or I had a really good doctor. I don't know because it wasn't that bad, and uh, there's just a little tightness. does not feel like I get kicked in the balls. And uh, they say, like, the day after is when you have the most pain, so I guess later on I'll have to see how it goes. But uh, so far, so good. Uh, But you know what really affected me with this whole process? Um, uh, So I thought about getting snipped for a while, then finally going through with it, meeting with that Jewish doctor, and he tells me, so uh, are you sure you're, uh, you made up your mind and you don't have any more children? I go, no, I don't. I go, you know, we got the boy and the girl and that's good enough for me. And he goes, your wife feels the same way? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah, okay, because you cannot undo this process once you are sterilized. 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 I just kept hearing that in my head. I never, I just never thought about that. Oh, fuck, I'm going to be sterilized. It kind of like, <laughs> it kind of hit me because, you know, you hear... Oh, yeah, a vasectomy. Oh, yeah, snipped. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get fixed. All that shit. Sterilized. Sterilized. <laughs> it just really hit me like, oh, fuck. I'm going to be sterilized. Sterilized. <laughs> but, yeah, now I'm sterilized. But, apparently, you can still get someone pregnant up to three months after the procedure. So, three months from now, I got to give, give a sample... I got to jerk off into a cup and give it to them so they can test it to see if I have any more live boys floating around there. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So yeah, man, it says 10 days, no jerking off, no intercourse. I can't last that long. I don't think I've ever gotten 10 days in my whole life. Uh, It says, or until pain, no more pain is felt. It's like, well, I'm not really in that much pain now, so maybe I should give it a shot now. (laughs) Oh, boy. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted. But so far, so good. Can you believe that your old pal, Janzi Poo, is sterilized? 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 All right, and now let's uh, start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call... I Fancy That! It's beautiful. 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 It's wonderful. wonderful. It's... I fancy that. Fancy. fancy, fancy. Halloween edition. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I fancy that. Halloween edition. It's a segment in which I talk about something I fancy. Something that makes me happier. Something I can share with you. Aw. Now this time, I fancy in the spirit of Halloween, oh boy, let me uh, give you a recommendation of something to watch. It's a Netflix show, and it's called The Haunting of Hill House. I'm sure you've all heard of it. I'm sure you probably all have seen it. But if not, oh, I highly recommend it. It's a good one. It's, uh, I'm going to tell you this. It's a, it's a horror show, but also filled with it's like a drama and stuff about family issues. Uh, it's pretty good, man. There's a there's a lot of good characters. It is horror, and it will creep the fuck out of you at times. And I gotta tell you this: I really appreciate that it doesn't go for the cheesy, easy scares. Like someone just pops out from behind someone, like they play a loud sound, that kind of stuff. They didn't really do that shit. Uh, there's uh, yeah, they, they didn't really do that. So it's it's pretty genuine creepy bullshit going on and uh it's made me feel uneasy multiple times it's a really good show uh <laughs> i watched it with the wife and the kids <laughs> um my kids are are not really affected by a lot of this stuff which i like maybe it's a bad call on some of these shows i let them watch <clears throat> i'm probably doing some bad parenting but uh on the other hand there's kids like on there's other kids that we know that are completely terrified by this stuff. So, I kind of like the fact that my kids are not uh, all scared about, well, everything. There's some kids that are like, oh my god. Even if they see a commercial or something, oh, I can't look at that. And they start crying and shit. Uh, so, I, I really fan I fancy that my kids are not little bitches. That they are uh, that they're, they don't get scared. Uh, even after... The, dude, they watch this right before bed and they go to bed and there's no nightmares or nothing. So, that's pretty cool. But I fancy... The Haunting of Hill House. Solid. Solid Halloween show. If you want to get in the mood. I know it's already November. Fuck. I blew it, but uh I you know, I'm still watching some horror shit. Last night my wife and I watched Hereditary. My sister came over, we carved pumpkins, and um she came up for the weekend, last weekend, and she recommended the movie, so we watched it and hey man, I dug it. It was pretty fucking creepy. Just not your typical horror. Uh, so that's what I liked about it. It's uh, it's, it's a different take. And it's uh, pretty cool. So, hey, uh, I'll even recommend that one. Uh, Hereditary. It's got some creepy shit going on in that one, too. Uh, so there you go, man. Halloween. I fancy my kids not being little bitches. I fancy the show on Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House. And I fancy Hereditary. So all that stuff. Hey, I fancy that. All right. And now, It's time for the darker side of life, that's right! It's time for the
0: legendary fuck you moment, and here we
1: go. Fuck you! Halloween edition. (laughs) That gets me every time. All right, the fucking moment is the opposite of I fancy that. It's where I get to get angry and dark once again. That <laughs> was an owl. Do you like that? Um,
0: frankly, James, it was just okay.
1: All right, I'm fine with that. And this is where I get to say something negative. I can get to complain once again because who likes to end a show on a positive note? Not me. It's got to be ended on a negative note. <laughs> and today's fucking moment goes to none other than. A few different things. For one thing, fuck you two Halloween costumes. Have you guys, and if you have kids, you really notice because you go and you try to pick something out. These are made from such shit materials. Just thrown together. Fucking, uh it's really incredible how shitty these materials are. Some of them look pretty cool. Like I've gotten my son a few years ago, like a Batman costume. And it had the padding muscles and all that. That looks pretty cool. But a lot of this stuff is made from just shit 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 material it's like wow and you want to charge 40 bucks for this it's insane and uh yeah you go there and there's a bunch of people and it's like oh what do you want to be it's very limited it's just annoying
0: but james why don't you make your own costume
1: yeah i know you know what for someone that it's their favorite holiday i really fuck up this holiday every year i don't do everything i want to do like i want to throw together something cool i want to decorate But uh, this year, we've been doing remodeling on the house. So the house has been a fucking mess. It's been like a never-ending nightmare. Finally did the flooring I've been working on forever. And uh, just nothing was done in time. So I feel like I really blew it on all fronts this year. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. Next year will be different. You'll see. I'll show you. Yeah, right. I'm going to say that, though. Next year will be different. I'm going to go all out next year. You heard it here, folks. I'm not a liar. that's right. Uh, so fuck you to the costumes. back in my day, the costumes they were made from pretty good stuff. Just gets cheaper and cheaper, everybody. You know what? I bought this really uh nice decorative like this these black roses one year to to ah uh, at a Halloween party, and I would put them all over the place. and you know, recently I went to and I saw those same kind of black roses. And they're made from such shitty materials. It's like everything you like, just wait a couple of years and they'll just make it even shittier with cheaper materials and it's probably going to be more expensive. It's fucking insane.
0: This world's going to hell in a handbasket.
1: Uh, let's see, what else? I just sound like a fucking babbling asshole. I really didn't think this one through too much, I'll be honest with you. Uh, fuck you too. Oh, guess what? We carved pumpkins like, uh, let's see, today is... What the hell's today? Friday. I guess we did carve them a while back. We carved them on Sunday. So my sister came over, we carved pumpkins on Sunday. Yesterday, we had them in the house and we got those uh, the fake little candles, the ones that are, that are on batteries, which actually worked pretty good. Uh, we, had the, we had the pumpkins all set up in the house and we would put them on every night. And yesterday, my wife walks past and one of the pumpkins was just moldy as fuck. And we didn't recognize it because it was inside. I'm like, what the hell? And she picked it up, and all the juice was like leaking onto the floor. It's like, oh God. How long do pumpkins last? Is this normal? I really haven't had a pumpkin carved and left it in the house, but uh, is like five days the norm and they go bad? It's crazy. And she took off. I'm not kidding you. I, I took my pumpkin. I opened the top last uh, the night, uh, two nights ago. I put the little candle on. I put the top back on. The next day when she discovered the moldy pumpkin, she checked all of them and they were all moldy. And she lifted the lid of mine and it had a bunch of white moldy fuzz, which was not there the night before. It happens that fast. It's fucking crazy. Then I was thinking, I told my wife, wait a minute. What if it's like, because I've heard this old thing. I don't know if it's true. But apparently if you put an apple in your room, uh, how's it go? <laughs> Something about you put an apple and it'll absorb the sickness or something like that. And I was like, hey, do you think those pumpkins rotted so quickly because there's some kind of potential sickness and in the air and it just absorbed all the harmful uh, toxins? I know all you science people are probably rolling your eyeballs. (laughs) But it's
0: true, man. It could be true.
1: It could be the Halloween spirits. Ah. Who knows? Maybe they just go bad that quickly and I'm just a fucking moron. But uh good thing we're gonna replace the carpet pretty soon because uh it's pretty gross. We got pumpkin jizz all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin uh pumpkin juices. Ugh. Uh let's see, what else did I have? Is a fuck you anything else? Uh I don't know, man. I think that's it. Who cares? Uh, fuck you to pumpkins. You should last longer. I wonder if they're organic pumpkins. That's why I should get like the uh, pesticide ones. Uh, fuck you to pumpkins for dripping and molding so fast. Pfft. All that work and time I spent carving one, and look what happens—only five days of enjoyment. I don't know. And uh, fuck you to these cheap ass costumes, man. You know these companies. I know. I get it. You're trying to make a buck, but uh. You know what? Why don't you try sacrificing some of that money to really make a quality product so that people wind up, you know what? They're still going to come back and buy it anyway because assholes like me. I was there with the kids the night before Halloween looking for a costume for them. And of course, nothing was good enough. Uh, So we wound up just throwing something together for free at home, which wound up for me because I would have almost spent, what, 70, 80 bucks on them. But she wound up being uh, something we already had here, like a,
0: a fantasma.
1: She wore a mask and a cloak and a hood. She looked pretty cool, actually. And then my son was like a bandit. He wore a uh, like a bandana over his face and an old western, like a hat, cowboy-looking hat, with a black uh, shirt, a gun, and a holster. He looked pretty cool. I thought they looked good, and, it's, and it cost me nothing. So uh, that's fantastic in my book. <laughs> and fuck you to myself for always blowing it on Halloween. It's my favorite holiday, and I always seem to blow it. Next year. It's going to be a different story, boys and girls. I guarantee it. And to all that stuff, I fuck you. Fuck you! Halloween Edition. (laughs) (laughs) right, there it is. That's the end of the show, everybody. I hope you had somewhat of a good time. A lot of terrible, horrible things happened this, like, like the last few months in my life. Scary times. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, this was somewhat entertaining. I tried to, I'm not. You know what? I tried to pull out of my ass at the last minute. So, give me some credit. I literally just thought about doing a show today because I found myself on the couch recovering from my balls, being sliced and beaten. (laughs) And so, the wife was at work. The kids were at school. I was like, you know what? I should probably stop watching Daredevil. Oh, I've been watching Daredevil season three, by the way. I'm only three episodes in, but pretty fucking solid so far. Uh, You know what? I really fell off on uh, all the rest. have gotten stupid. Luke Cage was retarded from season one. I didn't like it. It's too damn cheesy. I tried season two. First episode lost me. I was like, all right, I can't do this shit no more. Um, What's the other one? Uh, Iron Fist was a fucking horse shit. And, uh, I love the Jessica Jones season one, but season two, I just could not finish it. It just got stupid as fuck. And the, uh, when they all joined up together, what's it called? Defenders. That was pretty fucking dumb. Uh, yeah. The only one is Daredevil. That's been solid in my mind. Season two is a little iffy, but season three is starting out pretty fucking strong. So, uh, there you go. Anyway. Wow. That was a side note. So I was watching Daredevil. I'm like, you know what? I should probably go do a podcast. I'm not going to have any time to do another one anytime soon. So, uh, damn it. And I really blew the Halloween. I'll try to throw something together. So, hey, man, all I'm saying is this shit went down today, last second. So give me some credit for, uh, it's like, you know, I think I want a, at least a C minus on not studying for the test. How about that? (laughs) All right. So that'll do it. I hope you had a happy Halloween. And I uh, leave you with the same fantastic advice that I always do. And that's simply, stay
0: dangerous, my friends. <sighs> Later. Thank you for listening to this somewhat of a Halloween edition of The Danger Hour. I would like to take these final moments to wish James' balls to rest in peace. (laughs) What an asshole. These balls were with him his whole life and produced two children for him. And what other thanks they get. He has them chopped off violently and suddenly without warning. Sure, they're still with him, but just floating around in a sack. They're not even attached anymore. Oh, how embarrassing. They're merely there for aesthetic reasons They don't even function anymore. He's only keeping them so his ball sack doesn't look all shriveled and sucked in. <laughs> and that is the true horror. Thank you for listening to this special Halloween edition of The Danger hour!